0: This is the Chippewa Valley Geek Actual Play in Community Theater Podcast. Thieves of Lankmar, The Savage Worlds Campaign. I've been watching you today, baby Session 4, love A Daughter's Love. A way,
1: you know my love hey everybody, it's Monster Mike, baby. we're playing Savage Worlds, Lankmar, City Introduce yourself. Introduce your character. Introduce your hobbies.
2: (laughs) Of the character us. (laughs) You go. I'm BJ, aka Deidre Frost. I'm the hottest cold chick in town, I hope. Uh, Hobbies, my hobbies would be gaming, fishing, I liked camping, but I haven't gone in years, and that's about it. All right. I am Nick. I'm playing Gabby Joe Cagliato.
3: He is a mountain of a man. <clears throat> he is very brawny. He's no longer obese, since we learned that's not possible.
1: <clears throat> I disagree. I think being obese is possible. <laughs> being obese and brawny at the same time is possible.
3: Yes. You would think, but apparently not. Per the rules of the system. (laughs) I was going to say, Game of
2: Thrones, like a mountain.
3: (laughs) I believe he qualifies as brawny, not obese. Oh, he's obese. Yeah, he's definitely
1: got the freshman five. Mm -hmm. Hundred?
3: Hundred. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no six. There's no Uh, six pack. So, Gabby Joe's hobbies include uh, interior decorating. With the clothing of my enemies? Oh, <laughs> 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 well, yes. Like whatever materials happen to be at hand. Um, visiting the Red Light District and... Making a nuisance of himself to the upstanding, respectable businessmen and merchants.
1: Last time you found and boarded the Siren, where you battled six gladiator lizards. The payroll had been melted down into six crude bronze skulls. We found a manifest detailing that the obsidian eggs from which they hatched were to be delivered to Velas, or Velas, V-E-L-A-S, a a wizard of Lankmar, sorcerer. On the way back, Kelt and a band of brigands attempted to waylay you for the treasure, but you killed Kelt and some of the brigands. The rest fled. You were able to sell the bronze skulls to the Church of Kainor the Ape Boy. Tom Morales and Kurt briefly joined the church, but it was burned to the ground a few days later by an unknown arsonist. Uh. Several nights later, you met with Krovas, guildmaster of the Thieves Guild. He wants you to recover an object taken from him by he wanted you to co- recover an object taken from him by three slayers. You surprised them in their apartment and killed them, recovering the object—a blackened skull. Crovas met you in the street to examine the skull Oomphal, he called it, but you were set upon by Velas and two thugs named Kreshmar and Skell. Crovas betrayed you to Velas, and you killed Kreshmar and Skell, but Velas disappeared. So, I have kind of two pieces to this adventure, or I mean it's kind of a two-for-one deal. There's like the continuing of the story with the masks, and then there's, like, if you wanted to look, dig into Velus, this wizard who mm-hmm. was getting the obsidian eggs that turned into horrible murder demon lizards and had this thing going on with the skull, and he was kind of a dirty asshole. So I'll leave it up to you what you want to do, but of course time has passed, and you get to cut your uh, gold in half.
3: So the options are Pursue the Masks or no, well, or the Wizard. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. have a
1: plot thread for the Masks and a plot thread for the Wizard. Mm-hmm. So rather than like trying to manipulate you into which Railroad, I'm just going to openly give you the choice of which Railroad you would like. I
3: don't like choices. They make me nervous. I feel like Gabby Joe would want to Pursue the Masks since his Favoritest lady friend ever that he met for like five minutes uh, was killed over them. Yeah, you had a real thing going on he there did. for just a second. Yeah.
2: Could have been one more. Is that okay with you, Deirdre? I'm picking on the masks. I guess she was the one that first spotted them on all those guys mm-hmm. who we fought Nick Crowd. And then I didn't have any recollection of all the masks disappeared. But I think we should go after the masks first. Okay. So, you know, some days
1: after your interlude with Crobass and the Black Skull and this weirdness with Vellus, who you met in person, uh, you're at the Silver Eel drinking as usual, and uh, a guy walks in, and it's kind of one of those moments where the guy walks in and like the piano stops not because he's a terrifying badass (laughs) but because he's clearly a fish out of water. This guy walks in and he's like in the livery of a wealthy house I mean, he's nicely dressed. He's got a very aristocratic air. He's got kind of a silver emblem on his uniform showing a wagon wheel and a sheaf of wheat and uh, he kind of comes in and you know his nose wrinkles at the the stench of this place you know and uh, he sees you two at your table and looks like he kind of checks some notes in his hand and walks over he says uh, fair greetings friends I am Vindal my lady would have an audience with you to discuss a matter of extreme urgency some delicacy. Would you be free to attend her at our estate?
2: Are you sure
1: you're
3: in the right place? Her instructions were quite explicit. Well, you know, that's interesting. Who's your lady? Uh, Lady Holcat. You can give me a streetwise check.
1: Two. You're too new to town. Four. You know the name. The crest that he wears, or the emblem, and Lady Holcat. Uh, this is one of the the widow of a very wealthy and famous grain merchant. Lord Holcat passed away six or seven years ago. Sure. And Lady Holcat has taken over the, the grain merchant business, and she's... Uh, Rumored to be a shrewd businesswoman.
4: Mm.
1: And she's from the, you know, way up the coast. She lives, you know, that, like, definitely is a north of Temple Street type of person. Huh. Not the rest of my bar.
3: What would she want with us? What was the guy's name?
1: Vandel, V-E-N-D-E-L. D-A-L.
3: Sorry, right. Vendel. Like Vandal, but not. not. Nah. So, uh, Vandal, what would Lady Holcat want with us? We seem to be a little bit out of her playground. <clears throat>
1: this is no, uh, she has a task for you, but she'd rather uh, discuss it with you personally, and you're exactly the sort of people.
2: Well, what kind of people would that be? <clears throat>
1: that she requested. Well,
3: sounds fair to me. I got nothing going on. This is a friends in low places kind of issue. I feel like I should be insulted right now, but I'm really not, so let's go.
1: All right. Okay. So he escorts you. uh, Vendal leads you through the twisting, smog-filled streets to a gated archway set into a high wall facing Silver Street, just north of the Street of the Gods. It appears to be a side entrance to the estate rather than the main gate. Seeing him, two guards dressed in livery with the same wheel and grain emblem upon their breasts open the gate and allow you to enter. Vendal leads you through a garden, along a winding path, past a fountain, and through a door. From there, the man guides you along a twisting route, through a couple of doorways and hallways, and finally into a high-ceiling chamber with a log, long table at, along one side and a lit fireplace set in the opposite wall. A woman stands with her back to you, facing the fire, her hands clasped behind her back. From her finely tailored dress and adornments, she must be the lady of the house. With a short bow, Vendel announces you. My lady Holcap, the individuals you requested. And he then withdraws. The lady turns slightly and sees you out of the corner of her eye, then returns her gaze to the fire. I need you to find my daughter, Fiola, she says. She is to marry a rival's son, and is very angry with me about the arrangement. And I think she means to elope with another. This cannot be allowed to happen. She retrieves a coffer sitting upon the mantel and turns to show it to you, lifts the lid. It's full of gold relics. She says, find Fiola and return her here, and I will fill your pockets with gold robes. She turns away again, still holding the coffer, and stares into the fire once more, signaling the discussion is done. Vendel Vendel re-enters the chamber and beckons you to follow. Once outside in an antechamber, he says, the lady has instructed me to be of service to you in whatever way I can. Where do you wish to start?
3: Well uh, what does Fiola look like? Who is she eloping with? Oh There's many important questions <coughs> being answered here, you know. He takes you through the house
1: to you know, past the sort of public areas of the house and into more like the living quarters, the private living quarters, and points to a painting on the wall <coughs> and says uh this was a painting of Fiola done a couple of years ago. She's Seventeen now. She was fifteen in this painting, but she looks much the same. Oh. She She's in love with a lad named Gibbon, who is the son of our warehouse master. Uh,
2: what's the warehouse master's name? Gibbon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they go alphabetically in that family. <laughs> so...
3: <clears throat> and who is she to marry?
1: His name is Lord Ninsk. His family resides in Kvarchnar, uh, where they are timber magnates. Once they marry, Viola will dwell with the Lord at their estates across the inner sea. That guy sounds like a dick. He's in her social strata. We are grain magnates. He's a timber magnate. It's it's definitely a bond of marriage that would cement a long-standing and profitable relationship between our two houses. The lady has so instructed that that to be done. Mm. So where does she usually hang out? Oh, well, she she has a group of friends called the nightlings, or they call themselves that, is pretty much just a bunch of young kids being punks in the way that they are. And uh, I understand that they meet sometimes at a small tavern called the Sideways Salamander and do their young punk kid things. Mm. Wear all black, smoke closed cigarettes, you know how it is. (laughs) (coughs) That's rough. Nick is like I feel like my goth ears are being mocked. <laughs> <laughs> I really had goth ears,
2: <laughs> which makes me sad. So that's all you could tell us about this. Uh, given then, nothing. Oh, he's a, you know the description. Have you seen?
3: Yeah, I've seen him. I've
2: seen him. He's you know they've
1: had trysts in the garden, and sometimes oh, I, right. you know, I'm supposed to keep an eye on things. Or, I mean, he's a ordinary boy of his class, I suppose. Uh, brown hair, medium height, nothing remarkable. I mean, he's certainly nothing special. You're giving me this look like... I mean, he's the son of the Warehouse Master, for God's sakes.
3: Oh, sure. Uh, no, I completely understand that. Um, are you perhaps concerned that maybe love should conquer all? Well, I... I... I serve Lady Holcat
1: and my own opinions are perhaps not ah yes welcome in this dispute but uh, you know Fiola has uh, made that point many times to Lady Holcat. In fact, yesterday at breakfast uh, during one of their fights uh, Fiola threatened to ruin the family business. <gasps> she claimed that she and her friends were going to see it, see to it all of you come tumbling down all of you. Who is you. you? I don't know if she meant the, the whole household, or if she meant all of you, like, people of Lady Holcat's class in society. I, I'm not sure. I have no idea what she meant. Uh, huh. My Lady's a respectable woman. She has no vile <laughs> secrets for Fiola to reveal.
3: Of course not. Nobles never do. I don't know. Where is
2: she murdering people? It's one of those two. Could be.
3: Stage whispers, like, he can clearly hear me. Mm-hmm. He pretends not to. Okay. Keep.
1: Very, Very uh, skilled in the art of pretending not to hear what he shouldn't hear. He says, yes, this wing is uh, Lady Fiola's quarters. Her servants are there, these are her rooms. May we investigate her roles?
3: Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, he opens the door. Go in and start looking around, looking for any hidden compartments, any papers, documents, diaries, yep. letters... He's keeping a sharp eye on you, like... On um, things. Don't steal shit. What the stress would look so nice on? Me. <laughs> Those <laughs> curtains are phenomenal.
1: <laughs> yes. I feel like doing him like riffraff from <laughs> Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think perhaps you'd better both come inside. Okay, give me notice checks or investigate. Inves-
3: investigate. Can it be
1: nice? All...
3: That's okay. Investigate. Three.
1: Seven. Okay. Uh, You look through the desk, and there are some love letters from Gibbon.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Nothing about what you'd expect from a 17-year-old. And a few crude sketches of her, of Kind of a from some draw me like one of your French girls moments, mm.
4: mm-hmm.
3: but
1: Gibbon is not a gifted artist, so mm-hmm. they're they're
3: okay. Uh, S- stick looks oddly erotic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a stick with two circles.
3: <laughs> I, I feel so confused and titillated at the same time. <laughs>
1: um, uh, you notice one of the drawers is locked, sure. And the drawer with the letters and stuff in it, like you're kind of checking things out pretty carefully. Um, like if the bottom of the drawer wobbles a little bit. Oh, sure. Okay. So I'll check the bottom to see if I can pull it out. Some yeah, more. it's got a false bottom. Sure. You find a black mask. Oh. With blue, smooth blue gems for eyes. And an invitation, formally for, formerly inked for a costume ball to be held at the Yewelm Estate tomorrow evening. U Elm. Let's call it U Elm, because that's like two types of trees.
2: Well, I guess we're going to another uh, fancy event tomorrow. I
3: ask Vendel if he's seen these masks before. No. Okay. That must be her. Mask for the masquerade ball. Oh, fantastic! Do you know the Uelms?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Lord Uelm has a son, Robert, who is uh, also often at the Sideways Salamander. Mm-hmm. One of the, the, her little gang. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who sent her the mask? Do you know? I have no idea. Who wish I wish she could have bought it anywhere. Or
3: would you be able to open this locked drawer?
1: Uh, Alas, no. I don't have uh, keys to her private things. I assume she would keep that on herself. But I can go inspect whether there's dust on the wainscoting over here for a moment if you need time.
3: I do. This is very impressive wainscoting. You should make sure it's completely
1: clean. He pulls out a little handkerchief and starts minutely dusting the wainscoting.
3: Okay. Um, at that point in time, I hand puppet Brian's character. Okay. Pixelog. picks a lock.
1: I'll allow that. <laughs> yes. That's right, you don't really pick. You're not even a thief. No. You're not a thief either. No. Good thing you don't have to be thieves for this, except for this part. Oh, what the hell? Right. You find love letters and crude sketches.
4: Oh. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So so what really happened is you were like, this drawer is stuck. (laughs) You broke the cheap lock. Mm. Look at these love letters and sketches. Oh look at that. Okay. That was Okay, this
3: bottom was loose. That's weird.
1: Very backwards in the Mm -hmm. the description. I'm sorry. So yes. Will there be anything else, my lords? He says it with kind of a sneer.
2: Whose ass
3: are you kissing, away, Lord's? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we well, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I was a lord for a little bit there.
1: I'm sure I'd be delighted to hear the tale.
3: Oh well, then that's right. some
1: other time.
3: Oh, could you be a good chap and fetch me a, a light snack from the kitchen? Gotta keep our strength up, you know, to do these tasks for you.
1: Are you telling him to fuck off for a minute? Do you want to get rid of him or do you just want the snack? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a persuade. Eight. You can see him making like a careful inventory of all the valuables in the room before mm-hmm. he leaves. And then he kind of acquiesces and goes to, fin- goes to like the kitchen. You like switch him around.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Did he look at the curtains?
1: Although he noted uh, your interest in them. <laughs> <laughs>
3: sure. He didn't notice the rug, that would also make a good curtain. It would. So would the sheets in that drawer over there?
1: So what what are you doing?
3: Um, looking for anything small and potentially valuable that he might not notice is gone. Something like a proportional effect of hers or something that's... Give me a notice check. More hidden, as it were. Yeah.
2: I got a seven. I a four. Okay.
1: Yeah, you you find, like, a silver locket that seems like it's not an item of great value, but just be, yeah. that, like, she has all of her jewelry-type stuff over here, but the silver locket is, like, hanging over her bedpost. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has some... More sentimental value. Yeah. There. And uh, you find a, like, little silver rocking horse mm-hmm. uh, that's on her nightstand kind of behind the oil lamp and, you know, it looks again, maybe just like a sentimental toy, not of great value but sure. certainly something she would recognize or or you could sell for a couple, a couple gold, maybe. Mints. Yeah. yeah. I mean, both of these are things that would probably be worth a couple gold, but would also like, I'm not quite clear what your purpose is, but if you wanted some proof that hey, I crept your room no, he was more just looking for shit to sell. Oh, okay, yeah. Things that he wouldn't have noticed, yeah, you find yeah. those. <coughs> that stuff. I'll,
2: I'll keep the locket on me so when we do run into a discussion with her, I can pull it off for some sort of proof or whatever. Like if she's, no, not this, and oh yeah, this says otherwise. And
1: yeah, it's got a little engraving over in it as a young girl, maybe I'm eight years room. old. So yeah, he comes back
2: with like a silver tray with a little. I'm also totally swiping up a set of sheets from literal. <laughs> we came in skinny. We gained fifty pounds. You can't even tell. With me. <laughs> he um, just lifted his shirt up. We put the sheets and we just rolled them in it. And then he put it back down. <laughs> yeah, so he comes. He comes
1: back and uh, he's got like a little silver service with like cucumber sandwiches and you know tea and cream and sugar and. It's like a little little tea party.
3: Oh, this is this is delightful. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, we appreciate this. We try to help you out. You try to help us out. You give us this delicious food. There is more, isn't there? Is it is this all? I, I think perhaps we had better I I'd probably better get to work. Oh well, I suppose. I mean Where's true. <laughs> I say, is that linen
1: coming out from under your robes?
3: Uh, yeah. I, most of my clothes were dirty this morning, so I had to kind of, uh, you know, make do. It's very lacy. You work with what you got. I didn't say it was at my place this morning. It's from a previous job. (laughs) I didn't say it was at my place this morning. Right. Well, perhaps, uh, We should get busy. Very well. I'll start eating food in the most uncouth, ungainly manner I possibly can. Oh, (laughs) my cucumber sandwiches! Uh, And assuming that there are like forks and spoons and knives and stuff like that, which are also silver, I'm going to try to surreptitiously palm them. All right, give me a stealth check. You're not good at any of this. (laughs) I don't know what you want from me.
1: One. Okay. He he kind of like when you go to palm the silver, he just clamps his hand down
3: I, what, what, on the what, back what, of the your wrist. What's your problem?
1: Like. What, what's going on? We really need to get to work. Oh, oh, of co- course, okay. Where would you like to begin? And and by begin I mean begin somewhere off of these grounds.
2: Oh, okay. Well, um, Where
1: is the I will
2: lead you to warehouse. the house the father of the yeah. Let's boy. go talk
3: to the father. The fathers always know what's going on. All right. Uh, so he
1: takes you with much relief out of the estate and down toward the river to the warehouse district, and he goes to a warehouse, not one that you're that you've had business or dealings with before, and kind of. Uh, goes up a flight of stairs to the top where there's like a little residence on top of the warehouse and knocks on the door and an older guy answers the door and his hair is all messy and he's obviously just gotten out of bed and he's like, yes, oh, it's you,
3: Vendel. Uh, are you Fibin? Yes, I am Fibin. Hi, Fibin. I'm Gabby Joe. Nice Fibin, to meet you. Fibin,
2: son of Ibn. Oh, Son of Seban. <laughs> son of Bevan, Son of Aben. Aben. yes. He the D in there. Uh, Dibbon, uh, quiet. We, we don't associate with that family. Dibbon was my
3: grandfather, yes. <clears throat> I'm the warehouse master of this warehouse. Who are you? Oh, I, I just told you. I'm <sighs> Gabby Joe Cugliato. We're here to, you know, assist the family with a couple little questions they need help with. Uh, do you happen to know where your son is right now? Uh probably out with his friends. Oh, who are his friends?
1: Well, he's got a bunch of kinda hangs out with those rich kids. Oh, well good for him. It's nice to see people crossing
3: social boundaries, you know? Yeah, I think it's gonna end up getting him hurt. Probably. But still, good for him. You gotta live while you're young, right? Yeah.
1: I think they like to go to the <clears throat> sideways salamander and drink.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: play their stupid kissing games.
3: Oh, Whatever. kissing games.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was young. <laughs> oh crap. Kissed a girl once.
3: Just once? It was a really good kiss. Yeah? Is that how you got given? I'm not Usually <laughs> it takes a little bit more. Yes,
1: definitely. But that was back in my glory days. Oh, oh, okay. Long time ago, yes. Uh, what does Gibbon look like? Oh, uh, medium-sized, useless, brown hair. You just described all the kids in the city. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he usually wears like a leather jerkin, and uh, he doesn't doesn't wear the black <coughs> robe like so many people in Lankmar. He's usually in a kind of a. Pirate shirt and leather jerkin. Well, no, I mean it just has that ruffly thing. Oh, oh! He begged me to purchase it for him so he could hang with his rich friends. I guess. Hmm. And you know, trousers and usually some sort of sandals, or
3: not a bad kid, but sure, sure. Do you know of anything about him and Fiola? Uh, yes, yes. He talks about Fiola
1: all the time. Says they're gonna they're gonna get away from it all and live a life live on their love, I suppose. It's not very practical.
3: Don't see what they're gonna do for money. Did he happen to mention anything to you about uh, special information he had that could take down the family business or the nobility, <laughs> anything like that?
1: No, no, nothing like that. Oh, okay. That would be crazy talk, wouldn't it?
2: That would be crazy upsetting talk. Upsetting
1: the social order? Yes. Ah.
2: Do, do you know if he received any invitations to, like, a masquerade ball? or received anything? Uh, like a package of some n- sort of something? No. Mm-hmm.
1: No, he's not. He's not. I mean, if he were to go to a masquerade ball, he'd go as Fiola's guest. He's certainly not going to be getting invitations to high-flung affairs like that.
3: Um, I think we're good, then. Uh, why don't we... Tell you why don't you tell Vendal all about your glory days? Um, we'll go check out the salamander. Okay. You're gonna ditch Vendel? We should have probably asked to check his room or
2: something.
3: could. Uh, still could. Actually, do you mind if we go take a quick look at his room? He...
1: I'm going to say you don't need
3: to roll a check for that
1: because Vendel is with you. He sees his good chunk of his business uh, tied up in the welfare of Lady Holcat. Mm-hmm. So he's agreeable to that. And okay. can't afford to offend Lady Holcat's household. Sure. Uh, sure, help yourselves. Just you know be respectful of it. No, of course we will leave all of the dirty socks right where they are. Yep. And it is, I mean, this is a much, still a, I mean, I would say this is for Lankmar, the tiny middle class. Right. Um, And it's a pretty humble lodging, but he's got, the kid's got his own room. And, yeah, there's more sketches of Fiola on the wall, you know, pinned up with thumbtacks and uh,
3: some strange stains.
1: Yeah, lots of lots lots of stains in the sheets, dirty socks on the floor, a few stiff
3: socks on the a floor. Very stiff socks.
1: <laughs> uh, nothing in the room that is unusual for a kid of this class in this age. You know, okay. it's got about the right number of skulls with candles on them and sure, that kind of thing. But uh Is there any like
2: little stash mm-hmm. spots in his room?
1: Yeah, he's got like a little night night table drawer. Probably go through that. That's got Check some
3: for loose floorboards and like above the whatever the ceiling is in the room. Give me investigate. Zero. <laughs> Ten.
1: The drawer has love letters from Fiola. Mm -hmm. Um, All about what a horrible witch her mom is And Mm -hmm. how You know, I don't want to marry the stinking uh, Timber Baron's son And all that
3: (coughs) You just elope, basically It's like making plans to elope It says her mom's a witch, did you know that? Would you recognize another witch?
2: Probably if I was looking for it Huh You can give me an arcana All right Let's see. Arcana, Arcana. Where's Arcana? I don't have Arcana. Knowledge, Arcana? Anything like that?
1: Or give me your... uh, Uh, uh,
2: Knowledge, D10.
1: I wanted you to be able to use that skill at least once. Nine. Uh, No, she's
2: definitely not a witch. Okay. I mean, a bitch, but not a witch. (laughs) Are you sure it was witch and not bitch that was written down? (laughs) I. The the writing's a little rough. So, I mean, it could be anything, because there was... I'm also not that good at the reading, so... Because there's no signs of any, uh, her being a witch at all.
3: Oh, well, well, maybe it was just a slang term. I don't know.
1: There is a loose floorboard. Uh, it has Gibbon's little stash of money in it, and he's managed to save up, like, 11 gold rilks, and... A bunch of other change, so that's <coughs> maybe the elopement mm-hmm. fund or something like that. And uh, it has like some pieces of candy and crap like that mm-hmm. in there, too.
3: I reckon we should take this just for safe keeping,
2: yeah. Plus, that'll uh, you know, put a hamper in there, eloping. That's true, okay.
1: You got 11 point, uh, 11.5 each. Yeah. No.
3: (laughs) Each? No. Do
1: you want me to divide that by two for you? Yes, please. Yeah, okay. 5.75 gold. Each. That doesn't... Screw him until he gets here. He's not here. He doesn't earn it. Deadbolt does not get the share. (laughs) If you're looking for him, he's probably hanging out with his friends at the sideways salamander...
3: All right. Thanks, Kevin. Good talking to you.
1: Take care. I All right. You too. Did you take the money openly? Like, just, oh, okay, we're gonna, we'll are gonna we give this to him when we see him, or were you, like, being surreptitious about it?
3: Oh, I it? thought we went in by ourselves without them.
1: Probably, because it wouldn't have been a big enough room to get four people in it and search it. Sort of
3: surreptitiously, I
1: guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay.
3: So I guess we head to the salamander then.
1: Alright, do you want to ditch Vendel or keep him with you? It kind of doesn't
3: matter. Yeah, I thought we ditch him. Okay. He kind of pisses me off a lot. Plus, I feel like he's just going to cause issues there.
1: Yeah. I've been in enough stinky dive bars tonight. I will leave you to it, then. Thanks. Have fun. I will.
3: What do you do for fun? I polish the silver. I not use the silver at their p- house. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that a euphemism?
1: There are many silver knobs in the whole catastrophe, and I have help. to polish the knobs. That um, does not help uh, at all.
3: Okay. Well, you you do that.
1: Very well. I bid you good evening. Uh, uh, perhaps return at day's break if you have any news or information.
3: Oh, absolutely.
2: Excellent. I'm glad he didn't say what day is break. So, going to the sideways salamander? Yep. I just had this urge to... I want to say burn the place down, but... I got ice. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Burn the motherfucker down!
1: Uh, yeah, so you find the Sideways. <coughs> it's, it's on more the north end of town. It's a little, quite a bit nicer than the Silver Eel. It is much like any tavern, though it is better kept than such places as the Silver Eel. There are many dock workers, sailors, and grain tower workers inside, laughing and carousing, <laughs> as is normal for any tap room. You don't see any sign of Fiola or any nobly born teens in the main room. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm just going to keep my uh, hood up, cloak over my hands because my hands got kind of some action going on. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm not good with crowds. So. Oh, that's not what I thought you meant. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm no. just trying to keep my composure while I'm wading through the crowds. Okay. Uh, serving
1: wench. Comes up, got a big tray of beers, you know, like a bunch of glasses of, of drinks, and she says, I'll get you anything, love. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wine, yeah. we have wine and beer and ale's pretty good. Oh, well, I'll try the ale then. Sounds delicious.
2: I'll have a water. Weird.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, so she serves the tray full of stuff. The, to the table, comes back, brings yours. There you go. Thanks, love. Water's f- a tick. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the uh, beer or the ale is uh, tenth of a gold, not nah, a nickel. What's a nickel? She says, "You ain't usual, usual customers, eh?" Yeah? What well, brings no. you to this part
3: of town? So we got this strange little story. Bar hopping? Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> well, yes, that, but we were told there were these <laughs> nightlings that were gathering somewhere around here. Oh, yeah, yeah, your fancy ladies and lords always hole up in
1: there, the wench says. They make a good mess of the place, too. Never more than a few ticks and angles left for the tip, neither. Uh, ter- terrible. Kids these days, what are you supposed to do with them? Back. You'd think with what their families are worth, they could share a bit more coin. And she hurries on as customers renew their calls for drinks.
3: As she does, I'll give her point .2 gold.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, two angles.
3: As thanks for her. <laughs>
1: That's a really nice tip for a yes. one-angle beer.
3: Well, as thanks for the information. Yeah. And
1: such. And you're because, all, and you're a bit of all right. Hi, Thank you, love. Mad Mountain, though. (laughs) In
3: all the right
2: ways. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess you'll be busy with the waitress tonight.
1: So, yeah, there's a private room. Like a... It's it's got a sign over the
2: door. The Boom Boom Room. The Boom Boom Room. The Boom Boom Room. Of course it does. Sounds just the place for you, Gabby Joe. Oh. Doors,
1: door is closed, not, doesn't seem to be locked. I mean, servers are going in and out occasionally,
3: so. So this mask with the uh, fancy blue gemstone things on it? Yeah. Did we test it We put it on? Do we change or uh, face our whole You tell me. Did you
1: take the mask?
3: Yes.
2: Okay. That we, Obviously we this is an
3: important piece of information. We okay.
2: Don't want, yeah. We don't want to put it on. Are you, are you sure? I kind because of It could. seems like they put it on and uh, it's like somebody's mind controlling them or something.
3: Can you maybe inspect the mess and see if it's magical?
2: <clears throat> sure. 5 Mm-hmm. Yes, it is magical. Can, can you tell how it works? Do I tell how it works? Give me an underroll. No. I believe I can spend one of these for that. I feel like this is vaguely important. Eight.
1: Ah! So, on your first inspection, you realize, yes, this is a magic artifact. It has the stink of magic on it. Looking at it closer, and like, hmm, well, what would happen if I were to put this on, and how does it work? You get the sense that it's not active right now, so that a person could put it on and wear it, and just be wearing... A mask and take it off again. But that it creates an avenue, if someone chose to at a particular moment, that they could take control of you. They could control your mind. They could... and the mask seems to have the ability, like someone could perhaps suggest that you, or if you put it on and wore it, that uh, you just kind of forget that you're wearing it. And it also seems to be able to turn invisible. Although huh. you don't you don't bring that power out in it, but yeah. I guess you've seen that before. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it makes you vulnerable to mind control by the master of the masks, whoever that might be. Yep. Um, and you never really know when that's going to hit. And, yeah, the danger of it is people could be, if you just convince someone to put on the mask and wear it, they might then be controlled to forget that they're wearing it, be wearing it all the time, and effectively become... Yep. Uh, kind of an invisible zombie, in effect. Mm-hmm. So that that's how the murders happened in uh, yep. the Plaza of Dark Delights. Yep. All right. You seem to have gotten all the masks off the city watch that were wearing them. Um, so that threat has abated. There haven't been any more murders in the Plaza of Dark Delights. Okay. and uh, It's not like any of the city watch actually fessed up to anything or atoned for their crimes in any way, but They also managed to make that stop happening, so...
3: Okay. right, I guess let's go to the room.
1: Okay. Uh, You find a small central chamber with a single large table and a few private alcoves along one wall for more intimate conversation. The moment, an assortment of noble youngsters mill around. A few sit at the table, dicing and laughing, while a few pairs occupy some of the alcoves playing kissing games. One of the, these young punks stands up. A couple more stand up behind him. This is a private room. He puts his hand on his fancy little rapier. You can drink in the common area. He
2: points back to the way you came. Shut up and sit down, and I'll bring out my hand that's already glowing with ice, a little ice cloud around it.
1: Uh, he, give me a intimidate check. Can I assist on this? Sure. But I'll pull
2: out the giant axe. <laughs> it, needs a name. it really needs a name. The meat cleaver. I don't know. Uh, the persuader. The smart slicer. <laughs> the ham chopper. I'll, I'll pull out the massive axe.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, give me. An I'll, pull up, I'll
3: pull. I'll pull out the overcompensator. How, okay. is, how is your
2: intimidate?
3: Very good. Well, probably better than yours.
2: Oh, a lot better than mine.
3: You
1: you can both roll, and whoever's got the stronger roll, the other person will be an assist.
2: Okay. Will a one point five assist?
3: <laughs> I don't you have a have point five.
2: So I was cutting it in half. Minus two. Yeah, that's minus two. So one.
3: I have a five.
1: All right, Gabby Joe manages to be intimidating.
3: You know. Little kids like you should maybe learn to watch your manners and your tongue. You're in our part of town right now, and you're all pretty little people.
2: Oh, that makes me cringe.
3: What do you <laughs> What do you want?
2: Information.
3: We're looking for Fiola and Gibbon. You know where they're at? They're not here tonight. We haven't seen them. Where was the last place you saw them?
1: Uh, they were here last night.
2: I'm going to slowly walk around the alcohols looking at each one. Make sure they're not hiding at one. Okay, give me an investigate.
1: Or not- notice is fine. Five. Yeah, they're not. Okay. So Gabby's doing
3: the talking and
1: just mm-hmm. doing the looking. Okay. Yeah.
3: So, uh, we heard a rumor you guys know something that could upset the social order. You care sharing that with us? No, I don't know what you're talking about. You sure? Yeah. Okay, Fiola... I mean, we're, we're kind of part of the social order. Fiola was very, very uh, certain on that. I guess, uh... Is one of you... UL?
1: Yeah. He wasn't one of the ones that stood up, but there's a kid sitting at the table, the main central table, playing Dice, and he's like, yeah, I'm... Robert."
3: You, Elm. All right, Robert. Uh, do you know anything about a party tomorrow night at your place? Yeah, we're having a masquerade. Are you? Do you have yeah, you we're, all, seen, we're all going. you ever seen one of these masks before? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, we all have them. Are you all wearing them? No. Does it look like we're wearing them? He like, hey, pulls, pulls his out of his pocket. You should. Uh, Where would you get those from? Uh, Fiola gave them to us. Fiola gave them to you. Yeah. I think. Pretty sure that's right.
1: Yeah, Fiola. Fiola gave them to us. All of us. We're gonna wear them all at the Masquerade. Uh, like as a show of solidarity. You know, nightlings, woo.
3: Do you know where she got them from?
1: Uh boy, you're asking a lot of questions that aren't in my box text. Uh, Welcome. Yeah, she was talking about some priest. Uh, Name of Fuston.
3: That sounds familiar. I think we heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's where Leela said she got the mask. I think, or someone, somewhere, someone, someone along the way. Actually, Leela and the guards probably both mentioned Fuston. She went to a meeting, talked a lot of stuff. She got a bunch of them. Thought it would be fun. Do you
3: know where she met him, or where he's a priest for? Yeah, she said it, but I don't remember. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. You're going to give us those masks, because they're very dangerous. They're actually magical. You understand what that means, yes, young pup? They do bad things to you. They're magic? That's so fucking rad! Yeah, i tell the person... Can I shoot laser beams out of my eyes? No, you get taken over. What do you mean, taken over? You lose control of yourself. Somebody uses you like a little puppet. Like want to stick my arm up your
2: ass and walk you around. Just like that. Trust me, he will stick his arm up your ass and use you as a puppet. That sounds... not good.
3: Correct. You should give us the masks. We'll dispose of them.
1: Give me a persuasion roll. At minus two. And intimidate. I'll allow an intimidate, but still at minus two. Okay. And add your charisma.
3: Oh, thank
2: you. Mm-hmm. Ha nice Nice <laughs> Twelve
1: Allow me to demonstrate <laughs> <laughs> Oh ow oh, this really
3: hurts <laughs> <laughs> Oh god damn it Please wait while I investigate the box shit I forgot. Yes, yes.
1: They admit it was Fuston's idea, and he gave them the masks. Oh. so it wasn't. It, they they went all went to a meeting with Fuston. Okay. Do they know more about where he's from then? Uh, not in the box text. or the any text. of the text. Yes, we met him at. Uh, uh, he was out preaching on the temple of the or the street of the gods, and like was like, okay, kids, come to my meeting, and like we had this meeting. He was cool. He was like... What did he uh, look like? Uh, He was tall. A little over six feet tall. He wore uh, red robes. Red and black robes. Just kind of random. Black robes? Red and black. Oh, red and black robes. One of those gods down on the east end of the street. Goromash, or something like that. East and God. But he was cool. Like, really wanted to just make things better for everyone. We were kind of digging it. But yeah, he was like, yo, take these masks, and that'll show that you're all, like, you know, with me, and you can wear them all at the big masquerade party. And we were like, cool, that's a great idea. And then we talked about it and thought that would be cool.
3: Okay. Yeah. So everybody, put the masks in the bag and some gold for our troubles. Okay. It costs money to get rid of dangerous artifacts <laughs> like this. So come on, pony oh, yeah. up. Okay. Uh,
1: you get all the masks plus four gold and two silver, so five gold. We didn't know it was trouble. We, did, uh, we thought it was okay. It seemed fun. It was cool. It seemed cool at the time.
3: We just wanted to be cool. We're very sorry, Mr. Joe. Thank you. That's much better. I appreciate the respect. It's so hard to get it nowadays. A little respect. That's all we ask for. Just a little respect.
2: Yep. No respect. Oh, we need your cloaks, too, because the magic may have tainted your cloaks. If you have any cloaks give me
1: a persuade check
2: at -2. Oh, explode. <laughs> no. Bullshit. <laughs> All right, you got me. Just trying to get curtains.
1: Is there anything else you want
3: to talk about uh, them about? Do any them? of you guys know where Fiona and Given might be hiding?
1: Give me another intimidation or persuasion. Okay. You've, they're pretty defeated at this point. They're like, yeah, they got a, they have a place together. Oh! They got a little, like, apartment, you know, kind of pied de terre It's down by the Plaza of Dark Delights. I don't know exactly where it is.
2: Alright. And um, when they come here, what time do they usually get here? We all kind of show up about 10
1: o'clock. And We're all couch. rich, so we can sleep in.
2: What time is it now? Probably 2 in the morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> Save us a seat. We may be back twilight. Alright. And that's the last time he'll ever eat at that place. Or mm-hmm. drink at that place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
1: it's 2 in the morning. Vendel has gone off to polish his knob. Do you want to resume in the morning or keep digging?
3: I we go to the apartment now yeah. in the middle of the night yep. when they're probably Sleeping. obviously both asleep. As young kids do at night.
1: Yeah, Right. Um, the problem is you don't know which apartment.
3: Didn't they just tell us?
1: They said they have an apartment near the Plaza of Dar- Dark Delights, oh. but I don't know exactly where it is. Oh, okay. So I that guess. narrows it down to like several hundred possible yes. apartments.
3: I guess we'll pick it up in the morning, probably.
2: I don't even know how we would, we would have to ask people if they'd seen them. I don't know how else we would track that down. Well, there's got to be some people walking around at night still. Yeah, I
1: mean, that just allows streetwise roll. It, so. That's essentially the pump information from the locals roll. Sure. So.
3: Of which there are significant, significant significantly less at two AM. Well, yeah, but I it mean it's like, it, like it is more has a night It is the Plaza of Dark Delights. I right. Mean. We can keep going now. we to speaking at night. Yeah,
1: might as well. Okay. Yeah, so you go down to the and We're getting our
3: pockets stuffed with gold. I mean clearly our, uh-huh. our diligence is worthwhile. So yeah,
1: the Plaza of Dark Delights <clears> is <throat> Uh, maybe an hour shy of closing time. Kind of like stuff is still happening in there, but you can tell it's winding down a little bit. Um, so there are still numerous merchants and uh, people doing Plaza of Dark Delights things, minus the murder.
2: Seems to be pretty pretty peaceful. We'll just uh, kind of start talking to some merchants going around. Have you seen these two people? Hi. Hello! Hello!
1: Okay, uh, give me streetwise. You can add your prism. Oh, thank you. Of oh, zero.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got a one and a three. Yeah, minus two because I don't have five streetwise.
3: Oh, okay. Five. Yeah,
1: you talk around like, have you seen these
3: these young punks?
1: These kids. And uh, they're like, yeah, uh, I see them, they went in earlier tonight. They went into that building right there. That one, right there. there. Right there. Yep, that one. Okay. It's right off the plaza, like literally overlooking the plaza. And There's many buildings surrounding the plaza, but that one right there. So it's, you know, that building itself probably has lots of apartments, but we sure know that it's that building. Look hey, like a cute what are, couple. What are you doing in the plaza? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, one of the merchants is able to point you at least to the right building.
0: Okay. I just happen to be standing around the square of dark delights when you guys show up, I guess. <laughs> hey, You're not you doing
3: today. anything.
2: You were with us the whole time at the lockport, yes. remember?
0: <laughs> yes, of course. I've been with you the whole time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he just kind of. <laughs> He just kind of would open up his shirt and pull you out, do your job, and then put you back in. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I don't even have a joke for that. <laughs> Probably good. So yeah.
1: yeah, you stare up at the apartment or the apartment building. Like I said, vendors are beginning to kind of close up for the night or the day, <clears> I guess, <throat> at the plaza at three a.m.
2: Okay. Let's pull the fire
1: alarm. No, we are a okay. city that eventually sleeps. What would you like to do?
0: Frontal assault?
1: <laughs> <laughs> As in, go in the front
0: door? Yeah. yeah I mean, they can't have that much in defenses. I mean, we could...
1: Well, sure, we'll just go down, down and bang door. on
2: everybody's door. You see these people? See these people?
1: Okay, yeah, you're able to just walk right in. And, and it's like, it's got four apartments on each level. Does anybody have a
3: streetwise? I have many streetwises.
0: Is there a way to ask, boy, like, the first room you come to? In such yeah. a way that,
1: like, they're not pissed off about getting Yeah, knocked um, out of bed at 3 in the morning? raise
0: the alarm to everyone else.
2: They're just getting home from the market. If, if they live in this
0: neighborhood. In <laughs> That's the least of their worries Just saying Give me
1: a streetwise roll
3: <laughs> Ones, baby Ouch Racking up the points
0: We're like, I know, maybe we can just <laughs> knock on all the doors <laughs> Hey, guys <laughs> You ever crazy. see a girl? Excuse me, sir Oh, I forgot the picture. You ever see a girl before? <laughs>
2: yeah. They're just gonna open a door, and punch them, and shut the door. <laughs> uh, be more satisfying.
1: So while you're standing around debating what to do, <laughs> uh, a couple comes kind of staggering through the door to go to their apartment.
3: Did they look familiar? No, oh. it's not.
1: It's not Fiola and Gibbon. Uh, it's their older. But they've just come in from a night of carousing and they're, you know, going to apartment 2A uh, and kind of see you all standing there looking G- extremely criminal in the hallway. Shady AF. Yeah, so he, he's like unlocking the door and kind of shielding his girlfriend slash wife from you. Excuse me, Derek. And Sir, it's like i
2: I've got a full set of Britannica. <laughs>
3: Can,
1: can I? Are you folks lost? Can
3: I help you? Are you folks lost? Can I help you? Well, yeah, now that you mention it, uh, we're looking for this couple, uh, Fiola and Gibbon, super cute. Uh, Gibbon's got brown hair, average height, really average looking. Uh, Fiona, kind of a smoking piece, you know? Way out of his league, looks a little bit rich, if you get what I mean. And his wife goes, "Oh, slap those young
1: kids! Yeah, yeah,
3: they're they're on uh, third floor, I think. Uh, third floor, three B, three B. Thank you, ma'am. You have a wonderful night. You two look like such a cute couple. Aww, here, thanks. Take take this for your troubles. Sorry, sorry to disturb you. What do you give them? Uh, to whatever the fuck they are again. Agles. Agles yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give them a silver. What's a silver? Hey, if this was the
0: half money, it it'd be like two do. bucks.
1: It's it's twenty cents in the monetary units, but in terms of spending power, it'd be like two, two bucks. bucks. I'll give them a, a silver. That'd be like a five. A five. That's, yeah, that's more half Yeah. Think of a gold as ten dollars, roughly. So yeah. So they go into their apartment. You hear the lock. Click and then several other locks click. that <laughs> a big bar. Yeah. They have locks in this neighborhood. That's unusual. They have doors in this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Walls. And there's,
3: there's, there's, there's no
2: holes in the wall. I mean, really, how are you supposed to look in on people like that like our shack and you know, people just look in on us and Yeah, even though this is way down on the <laughs> southeast corner of town
1: like the places these apartments on the Plaza of Dark Delights are sort of it's like being in one of those apartments that is across the street from Times Square. You know what I mean? its Or not Times Square but uh, Central Park. It's yeah. a particularly nice piece of real estate. Yeah. So.
0: Particularly nice piece of real estate for a particularly nice piece. Oh yeah, I went there. So what do you want to do? You can't hurt me. So it's yeah, apartment 3B.
1: Right. Or not 3B. No, we'll catch the elevator go up to 3B. Okay. The stairs are functional. Uh, there's the apartment 3B looking right at you.
0: It has a door. I'll cover you. You kick down the door. That's his job. All right. That's no, right. You're the witch. You have lock I'm picks. The,
2: I'm the witch. That's the I, muscle. I will pick the damn lock. Is the door ajar? A jar, I guess. Hmm? Is the door ajar? No. Okay. I'm gonna pick the lock. No, it's more of a. Why does this door keep moving? dang get Lockpicking!
0: <laughs> lock picking.
1: It's not that good of a lock. It's nothing to the mighty Deadbolt. There you go. So yeah. You pick the lock, grease the hinges. I stand back
0: and door swings open silently. I didn't say I opened it. Oh.
2: I then move to the back. Okay. That's my thing. I'll <laughs> open it. <Just laughs> step aside for him to walk on in and say Hello?
3: Yes, I will announce myself to the room. Hey, you kids, put some clothes on. You got some stocking to do. Uh,
1: there are... It's like a... Basically a one-room apartment, more or less. A few candles lit around. And yeah, a couple, couple kids, you know... Poke their heads up out of the mat from the mattress on the floor. You know, use a lamb skin, correct? Pile of blankets, and they're like, "What,
0: huh? What do you want?" Was there a sock? On who mark? are you?
1: No, <laughs> no roommates.
0: Who
4: are you? What do you want? Why are you? Are you, you Do they,
1: they look familiar? Uh, there is a uh, someone who from the sketches. The nude
3: sketches you uh, <laughs> recognize as Fiola? No, yep, yep, you're, you're the stick with the boobs. Perfect. <laughs> this is what? And uh, really medium
1: sized guy, medium medium height, medium weight, medium, medium with brown hair.
3: Very average. He's in all very aspects. average. It's
0: okay,
1: it's
3: not everything. And she says, who who are you? What do you want? Why are you? Oh, I'm sorry. Where are my my manners? I'm Gabby Joe. This is Deadbolt. This is Daedra. We're here to take you back to your mom.
2: Actually, I want to hear your side of the story first.
3: She says what, chicks? What? No, pockets of gold. Pockets of gold.
2: It might be more gold.
3: Also, you have a mask. You should give never mind, you don't. Never mind. Okay. <laughs>
2: My dear <laughs> mother sent you, you to haul me is. back?
3: Bring. Well, of
1: course she did. Like I was some bit of stray cargo washed from the deck in a storm. Dirty. That's all I am to her. A bit of weight on a merchant scale.
2: Well, you're only seventeen.
1: I won't go. She can't make me marry some tree baron from up north. Tree baron? Mm mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, like the lord of a timber, or son of a timber merchant. Oh. Given and I would rather live in squalor than let her ruin my life. So if you want to claim some of her ill-gotten rilks, earn trading in human misery, you'll have to tie me up and carry me back there like the cargo she thinks I am.
0: Okie doke. And? Is there a skill for that? (laughs) 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 I'm cowardly, impulsive, and mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got my rope out already. <laughs> and, and, and you, sir, I need your mask.
1: No, because he's with the nightlings. So yeah, he has a mask. Okay, we need the mask. Okay, when you get the rope out
0: and are like, okie dokie. Yeah. <laughs> okie dokie. <laughs> oh, now we're... Oh, that. <laughs> oh, oh, look at that. So I take the rope out and like it? That's, that represents me having to drop the rope and reload my crossbow.
1: <laughs> no, they they make a break for it. So you're like,
3: you're like, okay. Are we we'll, standing in the doorway? Yeah, and we're on the third floor. Yeah, and I'm guessing they don't have fire escapes because this is medieval times. There's like all kinds of
1: ladders and bridges and crazy shit in the alleys of Lankmar. Of so they have windows.
3: Like, fuck this place. Uh, we have to
0: bring her back
2: alive. Yes. Alive, unharmed, and, and one—I I didn't hear. Anything. So, like, you're oh, trying to know. talk him out of his mask. Like so a kneecapper. And they—they're just. Yes, she
3: just needs the private bits working. I'm pretty sure that's all they care about. They're uh, going for the window. I'm going to keep
1: that. Okay. So okay, but you still got to go first. <laughs> it's been so long since
0: so I hit one of those. <laughs> <I'm> sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Here's what's gonna happen. They're both buck-naked, I assume, still running for the window. Yep. Um, They just left the blankets and stuff on the floor. Yep. I'm gonna run past, grab the blankets, swing them over them, Mm -hmm. and try and use it to... Net them? Net them.
1: Alright, give me an agility check.
3: A strength check, you say? An agility check. Ah!
1: Ah! 11. Okay. That astonishingly actually works. Now give me a strength check.
2: Just sling them over your shoulder. Alright, you're coming with us. Three.
3: Two.
1: Alright. So yeah, uh, that does not work. So... They do not make a break for it, um, and you've got them effectively tied up in a giant sack now.
3: All right, perfect. Come on, kids.
2: Oh, we need search to search the room too. Oh we gotta, yeah, I we need to find that mask.
3: Oh, by the way, yeah, uh, Fiola, you're supposedly knowing something about how to bring down the the, the order of things, the business, ruin everybody. You want to tell us about that? Uh, she's a little distraught being trussed up in a giant blanket sack. Right, this is gonna be a really long walk. I got lots of time to listen. Give me a
1: investigate. Uh, no, notice will do. Alright. Whichever you prefer.
2: Two. Yeah. You don't see anything. Hmm. Can I use Arcana to kind of see if we might be wearing a mask? Yes. Get a six.
1: Uh, he's not wearing a mask, but when you kind of open up your sight, uh, you see a magical glow coming from under a pile of socks on the floor. Okay. Well, we'll I that. <laughs> That's the mask is just like kind of thrown in the corner with, with okay. clothes so we'll like
2: that. Throw that in the bag with the other mask. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> freaking Santa
1: Claus. (laughs) Alright, so yeah, you've got a uh, long walk back across town with two human captives and a sack over your shoulder.
0: As you do in Lake Mark. (laughs) We're (laughs) going to have a rickshaw or something, right? No. Go everywhere on foot, bitch. Don't they have the wheel in this setting? (laughs) They do.
3: We don't. I think that's gonna be our next big hell a horse wagon
0: money out. Oh,
3: okay, I can get a, plus or a horse and a cart.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: that reminds me, Have your money too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what do you talk about on the way back? Once uh, the struggling and the whining and the really crying yeah.
3: die down, and the despair sets in, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I'd like to, you know, kind of investigate what she knows that could ruin everybody, ruin all of you. Also, what she knows about Boston. <clears throat> she says, "Oh, yeah,
1: that that nice man. No, he was talking, telling us about how his God, uh, Goromash, would like bring equality and peace to all of Lankmar, uh, and and like no one would have to be poor anymore, and and everyone would be equal, and it just sounded so, you know, cool, and." But it's kind of a stick it to the rich uh, philosophy, and or that was part. It was all very confusing. But we were supposed to wear the masks at the masquerade ball, and that would be cool.
3: And then something would happen. I don't know. Something was supposed to happen. Yeah, you were going to lose control of yourselves. See, the masks are magical items. I let somebody take you over. Very cool. We okay, took all the other ones from your friends so they're not going to get fucked over either. You're mm-hmm. welcome.
1: I feel so foolish now. <laughs> so, are you taking her back to the whole cat estate? Or both of them?
2: We're only getting paid for taking her back. You have both
0: of them in your sack, though. They could be humping like rabbits in that sack. They probably are. And
3: <laughs> What's your point?
0: <laughs> Ooh, we've been thrown together in this horrible, horrible situation. Ooh, Bounce. and we're both
3: naked. Ooh. We should have brought mm. two sacks. That's fine. Mm. Yes, I will just take them both back. Okay. Bring them in and just dump them unceremoniously mm-hmm. on the floor. Okay.
1: By this time, like, by the time you get back, it's dawn, and Vendal is actually at the servant's entrance. So he brings you in, dumping <coughs> on the floor before Lady Colcat. She orders Fiola to be locked in her rooms with guards set at every door and window to prevent her from escaping. Uh, as she is led away, Fiola has a few final choice words for the characters. She gives you one last glare as a pair of livery household cat guards drag her away. I hope you choke on her gold Rilks, you heartless dogs. You've stolen my life from me, do you hear me? Pray you never fall for the wrong lover. No! And then she is gone, her screams echoing through the halls of the estate. And that wouldn't be a good way to go. Gibbon is summarily dismissed. Okay. Given up. Used towel. So Run back home to his father. Can he use one of those
0: barrels with suspenders?
1: Yes. He's given a barrel with suspenders. And Vendel uh, pays you each 20 gold relics.
3: Um As given, because I'm not a complete heartless bastard, as given leaves, I'll give him the money we took from his little stash. Okay. How much that was? 11.50. Which means uh, I'll give the other half. Takes a
1: five and, three quarters.
3: and he said we each get 20? Yeah, you each get 20. That doesn't nearly fill up my pockets. He's got big pockets. You were very specific that my pockets would be filled.
1: Would you like to negotiate with Lady Whole Cat?
0: Poor cat. Do it.
2: <laughs> uh, what sort of skill would that be? Intimidate. <laughs> That's a good question. I, I would say intimidate because you're upset. Your pockets aren't full.
0: She's just like,
1: take it and be gone, you foul filth. <laughs> she's she's done with you. She's. What would you like to do about it? I guess is more of the question. Go free the daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's more money you'll ever see in your life. You worthless Importance. alley cat. Better
0: business
3: bureau. Well, you see, now here's the deal. You promised me pockets full of gold. And there, you kind of filled up one of my pockets, but I have a lot more. Now, your daughter and her friends were mixed up, mixed up in some very curious things involving the gods. Everybody knows you leave the gods alone. You don't fuck with them. You don't touch them. Whatever. Oh, good That's point. Fine.
1: Guards! And she summons the household guard to shoo you out. How many of them? Uh, Six.
3: We can take him. I'll throw down. This is a bad idea. (laughs) Trying to (laughs) herd the party with stormtroopers.
0: But we can throw down. We can take him. I don't
3: care if there's 20. We can take him. It's just a great dragon. It's just a great dragon. What could go wrong? (laughs)
0: It
1: It just means I'll have to think more about... uh... That's okay. You can do it either way. (laughs) I will point out that you know the layout of her house and where her big coffer full of gold real sits, typically. So we easily sneak back in take a take it later. Or you could just fight now. Have the city watch on you. And, uh, and you, know, road. law yeah. enforcement actually works for these people. <laughs> yeah. It, so, it's, it's
3: a very bad situation. Yeah. yeah. But look at the hideout we have. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. it's
1: it's true that you could you could probably avoid trouble from, but the trouble would come back to haunt you. So, I mean, I'm just trying to like, make the long range consequences of that clear. It's fine with me, it gives me material
0: to work with. <laughs> uh, Shut up. <laughs> fine. I'll spit on her floor and walk out. Because I have minus two charisma. We'll come back tonight. Shh.
3: Shh. Don't tell him. And don't that. say <laughs> the quiet part out loud. I was <laughs> <try> to <laughs> whisper it to him. Do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Very well, lady. We'll leave, but you'll regret this. I regret nothing.
1: <laughs> uh, so, is that evening. There is a masquerade ball at the ULM State, at which
2: nothing happens of
1: note.
2: So, no like it. Uh, is is the lady of the house, whom his has worked for, is she at the ball? Yeah. But her daughter ain't, and Gibbon ain't.
3: And none of the people have masks now.
1: Yeah, I mean, the rest of the Nightlings presumably <coughs> went and just wore.
2: we, we go back in there, you know, a nice big coffer room? Yes, 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 we can.
1: That sounds like an interlude. It does! For how this job went. Can I go back and, like, throw down the guard quick trip. <laughs> Rather than do an interlude? <laughs> Give me your ace. All right. The Joker. Excellent. And the six. All right. So you're doing this job (coughs) because you wanted your pockets filled with gold rilks, not just a little bit filled. So what's... You're going to do the job on the night of the masquerade that you already know is happening, and that Lady yep. Holcat is going to. Correct. She will probably be attended by a few servants. You know that Fiola is going to be locked in her room, like the bad girl she is.
2: I kind of want to let her out, too. Okay. I'm I do, not going I, I to It's going to be great. I'll tell her, "Help us out." You know, you fill your pockets, with will fill ours, get out of here, and you can really your merry way. Okay. Uh, what is <laughs> Tell me what the basic
1: plan is of doing the job. Okay. Sneak in. Take
3: the gold. Profit.
1: <laughs> I, I like your, basic, your plan. basic planning.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we know the layout. Presumably there is some relatively easy access to a window or something else that we can kind of sneak mm-hmm. in. You know, well, the, so the
1: gardens were would give you a lot of cover. To an approach, but I, I assume you're like sneaking and not trying to pull some sort of uh, ruse, mm. like "oh, we're the chimney sweeps." Or
3: no, they've all seen us multiple okay, times. Yeah, but and called. you're
1: big, and I mean, you're all I'm weird right. enough to be easily yes. identifiable. So, how? What are you going to do if you see guards or servants?
0: Hide until they pass,
3: if possible.
0: And and what
1: if that's Sid not
0: possible? In, subdue. Them. I don't know. Not with the same rope, though. Because I don't want my distinctive rope. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I'm going to get some servant uniforms first. So we at least kind of have a blend <coughs> of Now,
3: how, how big is the household? Like a staff?
1: Oh, probably 50 servants. Oh,
3: like well, I, I say, It's
2: very substantial.
3: They might not recognize that we're.
2: You know, just when we see guards, just kind of put our head down a little mm-hmm. bit. Walk on by
1: and... I'm going to give you another adventure card. It's him, because he got a joker and mm-hmm.
0: another penny. Are we to swap yeah, the the cards? Get a Benny. No. Not
3: bad. Uh, anyway, so the plan is we sneak in, um, try to stealth our way to the coffers, take that, try to.
2: Make it to the daughter. if we go get the daughter first, she may even, you know, say, hey, the key's over here for the daughter. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we'll go to the daughter first, let her free, convince her to help us, take the coffers. Because she'll want some of that money, too. Yes. She can go beat her boyfriend. uh, And any other
3: other hidden information or secrets that she knows that, you know, could help us deliver some justice to her mother. So So I want a group...
1: Stealth check. You got stealth? You no. got stealth?
3: Yeah. No.
0: Yeah, I got stealth. woo
4: Does
0: a group mean I can roll for
3: everybody? Uh, oh, does that mean we all roll and... you? Make it better,
1: yeah, it does, never makes sense with stealth, right? Because it's if one person is noisy, not... You, you don't... Yeah, you give me a... You roll for the group. Six. Okay. Under... Deadbolt's guidance. You know, he finds the darkest (laughs) darkest, quietest path through the gardens to uh, a window that, you know, in through the window. You're able to get up the stairs to the obstacle. There's an obstacle? There's an obstacle. An extremely difficult obstacle. Bars your way. Uh, The guards she placed at Fiola's door are, like, four of the biggest brawniest dudes you've ever seen. And they are all wired on coffee. And kind of pissed. So you've gotten up, you know, into the dark... Yeah. Into some dark niche uh, 30 feet down the hall. But you can see
0: them all there, and like... Can I use my crossbow to do some dual damage? No. Maybe we need a distraction. A diversion. something to just take away the attention of the guards whom we face. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet irony! <laughs> I kid, I kid. I'm not one of the first. Um, it's just funny. Uh, I don't I, it, we, I, I don't want to kill anybody because that, like, escalates things. I mean, if they're trying to kill us, then that's another thing. But, I mean, it's just yeah. a smash and grab. That's, that's fine. Um, so now I don't know that we can fight four
2: guys without doing serious bodily harm to one of us or one of them. <coughs> oh, they'll be bodily harm to one of them. So there's four yeah. guards. Yep. They're angry. Well, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're high on caffeine. Just mm-hmm. so about being on guard turn duty
1: all night and to and guard a 17-year-old idiot. We're going to
2: have a pack of cigarettes put down in the hallway the so they all follow it. No, we're getting <laughs> the daughter first. That,
0: yeah, let's just go for the cult. <laughs> what well, can we go? Is, does the room have a window? Yeah. We'll She's start. got guards outside the window too. Okay. There's a trellis that goes down the back that she would sneak <laughs> out on. The, they're all attached with the Velcro. Need mm-hmm. a distraction.
2: Why is everybody looking at me? I'm only the pretty lady.
0: The witch. Okay, we'll get Jake to fly the goose really close and spook the natives at the same time.
2: <laughs> well, I mind. Go find a... Go find a... Nah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, go find a maid's outfit and dress all sluttily and, hi boys, and but does anybody have any drugs on them? Just send the drugs out. Label them five hour energy. Well, sneaking around the
1: rest of the house is not going to be that difficult. Uh, it is late at night, and the rich people, for the most part, aren't here. So, you know, most people with household duties have finished that up and gone to bed. So, you know, there's, other than the guards around Fiola's chambers and the stray maid or footman, there isn't too much traffic in the house. So I think with Dale's expert sneaking and house creeping abilities, you can consider the resources of the house to be pretty much yours. So there's the pantry, the kitchen the main hall, uh, we the set billiard
0: room, room the... fire in the kitchen? Where is the girl's room vis-a-vis the money? Like, if we set a fire in the kitchen to draw off the heat... mm mm-hmm. eh, um, Does that then fuck us in terms of once we get her out, turning around, going for the money?
2: Um, we're going to just take her with us to the money room so she can unlock it or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, if it's on the other
0: side of the fire that we just dragged all the girls to. I would say... We'll get the curtains later. I just want to make sure there isn't a... What a twist! ...at the other end of this plan. Oh, screw us over. Not that Mike would do that. The,
1: The public rooms of the house are toward the front and the main entrance... Things like kitchens are more toward the back on the ground level. On the second level are the private apartments for Fiola and her servants and so forth, and there's more servants' quarters in the back. And Lady Holcat is also on the second level, but she has rooms, you know, visitor rooms and things like that on the first level.
4: Yeah.
1: So I'd say that the gold is in one of those first level visitor rooms the gold the coffer that the coffer full of gold coins that you saw okay. is on the main floor, Fiola's on the left, Fiola's room is upstairs on the right. And I'm thinking in terms of like a uh, the Von Trapp mansion kind of layout. Okay. So grand double staircase with all the stuff upstairs. Okay. Huh. So, I don't think it, it, neither helps nor hinders. Let me put it that way. If the, okay. if the guards went to the fire in the kitchen, that's not, not going to make it a harder later. You could get to Fuel's room, and you could get to that other room.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's If you, you have a better idea. Nope. Oakley, doakley. Roll to start a fire. What's that? Skip? I don't there's,
1: there's always a fire in the cook stove. Um, mm, so you have survival. a source of fire, and there's probably also a great big bucket of grease. Yeah, so roll survival. The skill you would never need.
0: The snack that's my old back.
1: Five. Nice. Alright. Yes, you start a successful grease fire.
3: Now they'll never, never put it out. Right. <laughs> Get, get water! water. <laughs> uh, yeah, so suddenly
1: there's all this excitement in the house. Guards come running, servants come running. Uh, there are lots of arguments. You know, you, you get away before all the attention gets drawn to the kitchen. There are lots of arguments about put sand on it. No, put water on it. No, don't put water on it. Use alcohol.
3: Um, <laughs> Use alcohol.
1: Put more <laughs> fire on it. That'll work. <laughs> So, so that situation is like quickly escalating out of control. What do you do? You get back up to the private quarters hallway. There's one guard has remained on the post in front of the door.
3: Some it good? him. Can you sneak up around Black him without him seeing you? I can sneak up. You can give it a try. If he sees you and or us, he's dead. Okay, what are we doing?
0: I'm gonna sneak up to him. All right,
1: give me a stealth. Seven. Yeah, that works. So I give me the drop. It does give you the drop. He had a notice of two.
0: Okay, so it's gonna be a fighting. Sure.
1: He's a little distracted by it. You know, he's like. Periodically shouting down over the banister,
0: like "How's it going down there? Do you need help? Is everything okay?" What is the drop doing? Plus four attack and damage. So eight to attack.
1: Uh, That'll hit with uh, not a raise. Mm -hmm. It'll hit. Still get plus four to the damage, though. Okay. Hey, actually you could use one of the house rules here to your advantage. How so? Because we had a house rule that if someone got the drop on you, if you <coughs> take enough damage to be at least shaken by an opponent with the drop on you, make a vigor roll versus the total damage. On a failure, you fall unconscious for 2d6 minutes.
0: Hmm. I don't add a wild die, by I add my dice together. Yes, and plus four. And plus
1: So That is enough to shake him. Okay. He's going to make a bigger roll. Of one.
4: <laughs>
1: so he is unconscious for I don't think that would explode. Uh, seven minutes. Okay. You give him the, the knockout kiss. Boom. Is
0: locked. Anytime anyone else wants to do anything, <laughs> fuck. That's a four. Okay, yeah. Pop, you
1: got the door open. Fiona is, mm-hmm. you know, a weeping mess on her bed. This <laughs> is oh, my life is ruined. What are you bastards doing oh. here? Shh.
0: You get ball. out of here. I'm to rescue. You a little minus two charisma, that'd be a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you brought me here in the first place. This makes no sense.
0: We were paid. It doesn't have to make sense, baby. Just go with it. It's just go cool. All right. But
1: she grabs a few things and is like ready to go. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> Cut that, please. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to splice some tonight. Listen. <clears throat>
2: uh, we we'll, we'll We're going to hit the coffer next. So if she knows any good way or fast way in, and she can fill her pockets, we'll fill our pockets and get out of here. All right. well, as as it happens,
1: you go down to where the room with the coffer is, and it's like this thing, and it's got a lot of gold ropes in it, you really could fill your pockets.
3: Excellent. Uh, Or we're just taking the entire thing. Right.
1: Let's make this easy. There are Mm -hmm. 300 gold ropes in it. Hey, I like that. Whoa! Beyond what she paid you. So what did she pay? And because you got a joker, Joker. which is... as treasure, but you get both... uh, find a significant treasure of some sort. Is it curtains?
3: Yes, yeah. <laughs> the tapestry, the winter tapestry, actual curtains. I'm trying. To We're in the big class out. now, boys. Mm. <laughs> she says, "No,
1: that's not the good stuff. The good stuff is here." Shower curtain. And she pulls back the tapestry in the room, yeah. and there's like a little hidden panel, mm-hmm. and inside of it is a treasure so beautiful and so wondrous. That we don't know what it is. That, yeah. Um, I'm sure it's really great. <laughs> yeah, there's a uh, rolled up Persian carpet.
2: And she says, This is the most valuable thing my mother owns.
0: <sighs> Won't that be traceable?
2: Once you hit the black market, it's not traceable <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, she says, No, no, no.
3: It's a flying carpet. A what now? A, a flying carpet. Mm-hmm. Dude, be totally prepped for any like. Wouldn't that be sort of Frost obvious? giants to come and try to hold us ransom. Like we're flying around in this carpet. Like, hey, there's the jackasses up my carpet. You can see the one flying around up there? Yeah.
1: That's not my problem. You can do with it what you want. Ah. I'm just saying,
3: it's a flying carpet. I mean, that's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah.
1: All right. Stats to be determined, and how much you can use it, and so forth, and what skills you need to actually drive it. It's
2: like flying. Pilot, yeah, piloting. piloting. How's your, how's
0: your piloting? <laughs> oh, he told us we weren't
1: going to need not, that skill. Not allowed skill. We'll Land use boating. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Land vehicles. <laughs> all right, but you can only go ten feet high with it. Yeah. Uh, all right. He'll carry
0: that.
1: Okay. Uh, Yeah, so you have 300 gold Rilks and the flying carpet. Now, Deirdre, once again, you have drawn the six. Tell me what (laughs) grievous injury you suffered during this whole thing. Damn it!
2: (laughs) Oh, let's see. Splinter. (laughs) A splinter. A full lot. No.
1: Did you get burned
2: in the kitchen fire? fire setting the oh, kitchen? fire, I like that. Yeah. Sure, since, you know, I'm cold, but that would be an ironic scar. I'll say I burned my arm or something. What,
1: from your... How does that remind you of your childhood?
2: Well, you know, I'm from the tribe, so it imagines me and some of my friends decided to have a bonfire, and it uh, probably burnt down... Uh, a bit of acreage in the
1: forest. thousands of acres of forest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh shit! It's the forest all over again. Out oh, my
2: damn arm!
1: Do you want to call it there or go a little bit into the next thing? So yeah, at the beginning of this, I gave him a choice of like I kind of have two storylines to follow in this yeah. session. One of them was the masks, and the other one was Valus, the wizard, who's the guy that double-crossed you. Yeah. With Crovas, and was also the guy that ordered the obsidian eggs that were in the
2: siren. Is it, it raining heavily out? That turned mm-hmm. into the gladiator. Okay, I say we keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to stop.
3: It's going to literally go like all fucking night. Yeah.
1: So, with the masks, I kind of brought that story to you, but mm-hmm. with Velas, do you want to go, like, find out about this guy
3: or where he lives? If we can do it without him it, knowing. We do have a lovely magic carpet as collateral now, though. Is murder frowned on in this setting? Oh dear God! Are you kidding me? No, <laughs> <laughs> There's not an assassin skill. Not- all
0: right, all right, yeah, then yeah. Murder, murder is a way
3: of life. Okay. So it's
0: more just if you piss somebody off, like if you kill their guards. But okay, um, Maybe we can just ice them. Literally, what's the worst that could happen? Literally, yeah. <laughs> so, do we know where he hails from?
1: You knew that he was from Lankmark.
0: Sounds like somebody could make a street. Why?
3: Somebody could. If they wanted to. That's just crazy talk. Three.
1: No one knows. The first time you ask around, in seven. Ah, you got to ask in the right area. Yes. All right. Um, yes, you you talk to some of your contacts, and they say, "Oh yeah, yeah, very well. so, He's got uh, private quarters up on Silver Street. Uh, here's the address. Mm-hmm. So kind of in that upper middle class neighborhood, not quite Lady Hightower's realm, but, you know, decent places, you're able to locate it. What the The hell is our
0: plan? Uh, Kick down the front door, I'll cover you. Is there a back door? Uh, Yeah. Kick down the back door, I'll cover
1: you. Uh, fine,
0: we'll stealth in. It's more
1: like an apartment type of lots of apartments in the city. So Manny get everybody. No. I'll say it's it's actually like its own little private like a brownstone private home sort of thing. More like that.
0: Oh we'll case it for a few days. All right. See if we can record the comings and goings and the habits of the those within. These yep. always go on at a certain time of day. Or...
1: Uh, yeah. So you check it out for a few days, and there are no comings and goings of Ellis. Hmm. You do not see him there. You see. Does he have a staff? An old guy that has caretaker written
0: all over him. It's the old man from c Twenty Four.
1: Coming and going, occasionally, and buying wine, and bits of food, and plumbing parts. I
4: ain't an old man like
1: that. <laughs>
0: Fuck, I am an old man. <laughs> um, hmm. What do you think, witchy? I think we go in when the old guy leaves. Okay. Maybe it's an alice in disguise. Could be. I have any wards to be set up the door. While
2: the old getting the I can uh, see if there's any words or anything on the door. Or Not unless you got up close to it. Oh no, you have
1: to get up close to it.
0: Boom! <laughs> yeah.
1: So the old guy goes out to do his afternoon errands. Uh, you're able to examine the door. It doesn't have any magical words on it. It is okay. non-magically locked. You'd be able to pick the lock without much difficulty.
2: Okay, well, go let's ahead. do it. All right,
0: okay. Pick the lock.
1: Yeah, you don't have to roll for it. It's fine. You have okay. plenty of time. It's not under pressure. So you check around the quarter. His quarters. It looks a lot of stuff has sheets over it. You know, like it's been sort of put up for the winter, kind of. In the private quarters, there are scraps. Of paper and you know tomes and journals that have been tossed into the corner. Lots of wizardly writings, but um, like taking some time to look through those, you see details about his search for methods of lifting the curse that's upon him. that anything about the curse itself? The uh, there are references to those th- those who howl. <laughs> uh, he writes about like that's what pursuit and they come after him in his dreams and sometimes in his waking state and he's like I feel their bloody muzzles at my neck
4: uh,
1: and everything else is just kind of his mad desperate search for finding... <laughs> Different ideas for lifting the curse.
0: Oh, sir, I don't like it. Is there anything in the notes that he says this doesn't work? In fact, this does the opposite. No. Okay. Like cinnamon seems to draw the hound, so like maybe if we just hold him down before four feet of course, cinnamon until he's dead. It's a bit unusual, but you know we need some variety, otherwise. He- eat writes about, like,
1: I consulted mystics and shamans and researched my father's magical writings and tried different Is herbs and potions and things
2: and, and none of it worked. Uh, Is there any writings of where you could possibly be?
3: Oh, yeah, that.
2: You
1: see in the writings he talks about, you know, the old home estate in near or on the way to Kardasla, which is south of Lankmar. It's basically straight up the Hlau River. <coughs> so south but uphill. Um, it would be a mini, probably a 10-day journey on foot, three-day journey on boat, plus another day on foot. Um, and carpet. <laughs> carpet's not working yet. <laughs> Still trying to figure out the carpet. You got the carpet on the floor back at the apartment, right
0: now. Yeah. So we think he's
2: down in the estate. Yeah, might as well. Just want to torch the building and head south. Good. Okay.
0: I'm impulsive. I'll start a fire. Wow! You're such a dick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You started. You earned bad karma by. Forcing a girl to marry against her will and then good karma by releasing her, but then bad karma
2: by just burning down <laughs> the buildings. For the record, you weren't here. It's I not going to run down building. the sideways
3: salamander. It's the building of the guy who fucked us. Yeah. I mean we're justified. Okay. okay. It's not a middle class neighborhood.
0: They got pails.
3: There's probably a well
0: like right down the street. Right. Yeah. So okay. you, nothing bad happened the time I burned down that church, right? <laughs>
1: sounds like a theme here. All right, yeah. We'll light a fire
0: on our way out. Okay.
1: Walk, walk away from the building with the explosion behind you. So, are you going to go to the estate? Sure. That's, uh,
2: That's fine with me. Let's do it.
1: Okay. You have a general idea of where it is, but not like it's this place in the country, and there aren't, there's no GPS. So we will just like fast forward through. Look
2: at that, you got Langmar maps.
1: Journeying south. Do you take a boat or do you walk? How much does a boat cost?
3: You take a carpet?
2: carpet I tried the carpet. I, already asked, I, a, I got I gotta write
1: up some stuff. i heard, heard him say
3: that. I'm still saying you take the carpet. Now? No. Just ca- carry it with you and then, uh, We wait five days? What do we be able to
0: take the carpet? Thank you, thank you. Uh how much does the boat cost? Two gold apiece.
3: Yes, we're taking a boat. Yeah. Is it packed? I'm just gonna have to throw it away.
1: No, it's like a cargo. Okay. Uh, it's a galley, and it is taking uh, Stroke. grain Stroke. up Stroke. into the mountains to trade for timber. Okay, and so not a lot of people. Okay, no, it's uh, it's not super comfortable, but it's eats Great. walking for nine days. So grain uh, stuff for not a lot of people. They drop you off at a port. Still many miles from Cardishlaw, uh, but probably less than a two day journey to this estate if you can find it. Okay. So now you're on foot. Hoofing it.
0: Make a travel check.
1: Uh, yeah. Make a travel check. Uh, give me a survival check. Those of you that have it.
2: I'll oh, see. Four. Okay. <coughs>
1: Nine, wow. Gabby Joe's like, yeah. We need to go. Or would we this theoretically
3: way? be able to uh, keep horses on this barge we're taking?
2: No, oh, but okay. I was going to ask if they had rent a horse in town,
3: or we could purchase horses somewhere along the way.
2: Uh,
1: not. I'm going to say stuff is just too small here. Okay. <coughs> um, just steal some horses, like. People have horses, but there isn't really a market for them. See? They need the horse they we have. We can
3: borrow horses. <laughs> okay. I would like it known that I am spending 80 gold to buy a war horse at the first available opportunity. Okay. Which I have no stone riding, so this is going to be a terrible idea. I'm also going to buy a cart.
2: Because I have 140. Because because he wants to gold take us before down. before I with, cut it in half. Yes. Okay. Because he wants to take us down with him. <laughs> Just don't
0: put your kirk before your war horse.
2: <laughs> Too late!
1: Alright, so you've got a pretty good idea of where to go. Deirdre, you have a better idea of, like, oh no, I'm, I, I've I, i looked at maps, or... not clear why you would know this, but... Uh,
2: well, see, the geography would suggest that his <coughs> estate would be somewhere right about here, because of all this and then whatever. Right. But uh, regardless,
1: so you hike, hike for the day in that direction, uh, and night falls, and you're not there yet. You'll get there tomorrow. Um, you are able to set up camp. Um, are you doing any kind of watch? Sure. One, two, three? Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. As sun, the sun sets you, in the distance, hear this howling. Not so much like the howling of wolves, you know what wolves sound like, Mm -hmm. but more like the baying of hounds. (coughs) (coughs) In the distance. And through the night it seems to get louder. Nothing else happens in the night. But when you get up in the morning, Tom and the thief formerly known as Tashian are gone. Tom bot and the thief formerly known as Tashian bot, mm-hmm. who were with you, are gone. Hmm. Do we see tracks
3: leading away? Give me survival. That's convenient. Fuck. Two.
1: Five. Yes, Deirdre does. They're going they go right the way, way you would have gone in the morning anyway.
2: I okay. thought. So we just well, How long is is going, going,
1: going on
0: Wait, which watch did they disappear on? Like during the last watch? Oh, my watch! You fucker! Only <laughs> <laughs> well, she's bringing you anywhere. It's a wilderness. I mean. What the fuck do you do? Just make survival checks and... Expect they said they events. were going to the
1: bathroom and I didn't want to watch them. They, they took the last watch together. They took the fourth okay. watch together and just both disappeared on their
0: watch. I don't know. The howling was going on at the time? Yep. No blood or anything? Remember?
1: Nope. Did the oh, you can all give me spirit checks. Spirit.
0: Oh, i spirit, spirit. spirit. Yes, I do. I've got
3: okay. spirit. How about you? Five.
0: No blood trail, no spore. Twenty one. You're fine.
1: <laughs> Four. Yes. You're all fine.
2: Good. Hey.
1: Okay. Yep, but Tom Arons and uh, uh Kurt have wandered off toward where you were going to go anyway. And during the day, the howling seems to be less.
0: What kind of pedigree did these guys have? I can't even think of it.
3: About as terrible as ours? Mm-hmm. I know, but
0: we're the audience. They're working for the
2: guy we're trying to kill anyway. Just saying. Well, we'll kill them, and then we can claim the death of the wizard. The wizard killed them, and we come out happy. Okay, So, what do you
0: do? Keep going. Yep. It's kind of like tracking them.
1: All right. By about sunset of the next day, and you're just going through really empty land. Like, it is not, whatever kind of holding this is, it's not very populous, not very (coughs) fertile. Um, You're going to be very fertile. Yes. you get to a building, or a. Yeah, for like, basically, a, you know, the, the stronghold, it's kind of crumbling, so there's not much left to the walls. There's very little left to the house.
3: So it feels just like home?
1: Yeah. And uh, there is a. It has one tall tower and like one wing of the house still standing. And. Uh, as you approach it, the sun sets. You start hearing the howling again, and it's much, much louder.
0: Hmm. Hmm. From one direction or many directions?
1: From it's all around you, but yeah, it's definitely louder
3: close to the tower.
1: Maybe he's already been eaten.
3: Could be. those is that magical? I don't know. Yeah
2: let Nine.
1: Not magical, but definitely spiritual.
2: Okay. Sorry, I don't have religion. Spiritual.
0: We gonna have one Aretha
2: or what?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're getting more of a ghostly
2: vibe from it than a magic okay. vibe. That's more ghostly than uh, magical. <sighs> well, shit.
0: <laughs> What's Lou's character do again? He's the talky face one. So it'd be useless to wait for him to show up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send his, in, his character in first. Yeah, or? he takes point. Uh, <laughs> It's okay, he's only got like two two days left before he ships back home after the end of his tour. What could possibly go wrong?
3: we'll right, we keep going, I guess. Yeah. All right, Merrily, we head into the the best. <laughs> okay, you get the to
1: the this building where this, you know, the door is kind of hanging open. There is no one around that you see. And going in, you know, you go in through the long hall, there are no torches lit. Uh, The howling is louder. And uh, it's all basically empty and quiet, except for the mice. I mean, just figuratively speaking. Uh, You get to the tower, and there are stairs ascending, and there are torches lit in the spiral stairwell. That's good. We have a
0: ready source of fire if we can.
3: Yep. <laughs> it turns out there's a theme. It's
2: <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is, is it a it's wooden it's tower or a stone Stone. Yeah. That's all stone. They wrote
0: Brian's dreams. I'm sure there's thatch somewhere.
3: Um, it's probably a cottage right <laughs> over
0: there. <laughs> the floor's is <laughs> It's just the outer walls that are still. Shall we go on the evil cursed wizard's
2: tower who has a
0: well, story, yes. story plot the, demands. <laughs> yeah.
2: the story plot demands we go ahead.
0: I don't know. We've come this far. Maybe we should turn
2: around and go back. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lovely vacation. Oh, wait. I paid two gold
0: for the boat. Oh, uh, wow. We're going ahead. <laughs> all
3: right. I will lead the way.
1: Up the stairs uh, to the top of the tower, and there's a room there at the top.
2: Why can't Wizards ever be on the bottom of the tower? Instead so of making us climb all these stairs... To get to them, you know, we're we're kind of give me a vigor check.
1: No, Uh, have you heard of Undermountain, sir? You you get up (laughs) into this room at the top of the tower, and you see in the room there are two cots, beds, and Tom Morales and Kurt are both laying on them. They are both asleep, appear to be asleep, and they both have bandages wrapped around like their arms and their lower legs. Kind of from like above the elbow down to the over the hand and then like just above the knee down to the ankle. And they're laying there in a deep sleep. Um
0: they're not bound? Nope. They're not conscious. Nope. Are the wounds well dressed? Like does it look like something what they were doing or just Yeah.
1: Yeah, very professionally bandaged and no blood on the bandages. We can fix that.
3: I'll go wake one of them up.
0: Definitely get Blair vibes
3: here. I'm okay. gonna go wake one of them up.
1: You shape, you know.
0: Hey! Hey, no. you,
3: get up. Completely. Open un- your eyes. Wake up. Completely unresponsive. You, with the face, open up. You when, the face. when you do that, though, there
1: is a kind of a startled shriek from a shadowy corner of the room. Matt! Ah! Matt! And he says, no, no! Don't wake them! You may, you may kill them! Wait, what? They're sleeping. And you look <laughs> and turn and uh, it is your friend Vellus, your, your not-so-good friend Vellus. He's... Sitting, sitting on a little stool in the corner of the tower in his little robes. He's got these real, this crazy sleep-deprived eyes. And really, I've just been... the whole point of this entire episode is this really massive villain monologue. Okay.
3: <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs> uh,
1: but, is there anything you'd like to ask him to say to him
2: before I go into the really massive villain are you, monologue? Are you going to have any tea and crumpets? While you do your monologue. <laughs> How yeah, do you, you know monologue? anything about these masks?
0: How can you monologue with a crossbow bolts in your throat? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll wait until he's done. Alright. He'll <laughs> give me a, a turn so. So, so what's behind the bandaging of the arm and the leg? He says, Your friend's body is poised on the brink of life. If you handle it roughly,
1: it may overbalance... If you strip off the bandages, he will only they will only die the quicker. You cannot help them. There is
2: no antidote.
0: Antidote, there were friends, I
2: didn't even know they existed until we left. I didn't know they existed until we got the camp and he disappeared. (laughs) Um really we got friends. We're here to kill this guy though, right? As far as I can
0: tell. Not to metagame, but I mean, I feel like... I realize you have a huge plot drop, two-page monologue for us, but... I don't feel like I would know that.
1: Yeah. Well, when you point your crossbow at him, yeah. like, we're just here to kill this guy, right? Yeah. He goes into this monologue. Okay. I do not fear you, yet I know the depths of fear. You do should not. Know. Have you lived alone with that sound? For years on years, knowing what it meant, I have. Fear was born into me. It was in my mother's bones and blood, and in my father's and in my brother's. There was too much magic and loneliness in this, our home, and in my people. When I was a child, they all feared and hated me, even the slaves and the great hounds that before me slavered and growled and snapped. But my fears were stronger than theirs for... Did they not die, one by one, in such a way that no suspicion fell on me until the end? I knew it was one against many, and I took no chances. When it began, they always thought I would be the next to go. They thought I was small and weak and foolish, but did not my brothers die as if strangled by their own hands? Did not my mother second in languish? Did not my father give a great cry and leap from the tower's top? The hounds were the last to go. They hated me the most, even more than my father hated me. And the smallest of them could have torn out my throat. They were hungry because there was no enough to feed them. But I lured them into the deep cellar, pretending to flee from them. And when they were all inside, I slipped out and barred the door. For many a night thereafter, they bayed and howled at me, but I knew I was safe. Gradually, the baying grew less and less as they killed each other. But the survivors gained new life from the bodies of the slain. Just like the monologue.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they lasted a long time. Eventually there was only one single thin voice left to howl vengefully at me. Each night I went to sleep, telling myself, Tomorrow there will be silence. But each morning I was awakened by the cry. And then I forced myself to take a torch and go down and peer through the wicket in the door of the cellar though I watched for a long time, there was no movement, save that of flickering shadows, and I saw nothing but white bones and tatters of skin, and I told myself that the sound would soon go away. But the sound of on, dawn, and after a while it began to grow, grow louder again. Then I knew that my cunning had been in vain. I had killed their bodies, but not their ghosts, and soon they would gain enough power to return and slay me as they had always intended. So I studied more carefully my father's books of magic, and sought to destroy their ghosts utterly, or to curse them to such far-off places they could never reach me. For a while I seemed to be succeeding, but the scales turned, and they began to get the better of me. Closer and closer they came, and sometimes I seemed to catch my father's and brother's voices almost lost among the howling. It was on a night when they must have been very close that an exhausted traveler came running to the tower, There was a strange look in his eyes, and I thanked the beneficent God who had sent him to my door, for I knew what I must do. I gave him food and drink, and in his drink I mingled a liquid that enforced sleep, and sent his naked ghost winging out of his body. They must have captured it and torn it, for presently the man bled and died. But it satisfied them somewhat, for their howling went a long way off, and it was a long time before it began to creep back. Thereafter. The gods were good, and all this sent me a guest before the sound came too close. I learned to bandage those that I had drugged so that they would last longer and their deaths would satisfy the howling ones more fully. But what troubles me now is they have become greedier, or perhaps they have seen through my cunning, for they are less easy to satisfy and press at me closely and never go far away. Sometimes I wake in the night, hearing them snuffling about, feeling their muscles at my throat. That is why I journeyed to Lankmar to consult with the sorcerers and soothsayers of that city for a demonic protector. It was there that I learned of the obsidian eggs laid in rocky nests upon the bleak shore far across the sea that hatched the deadly gladiator lizards. The siren siren was to bring them to me, but I have always been an unlucky soul, and the ship was wrecked in the great salt marsh. Soon after, I arranged a cunning ruse to steal the skull Oomphal from under the nose of the guildmaster of thieves himself. In the vain hope that the powerful undead thing could protect me. But you and your friends intervened, and I was forced to flee the city back to my home. Your friends' bodies are poised on the brink of life. If you handle them roughly, they may overbalance. You strip off the bandages, they will only die the quicker. You cannot help them. There is no antidote but they will not be defenseless against them. They are strong. Their ghosts may be strong too. They may be able to weary them out. If they live till midnight, they may return. My death by your hand will not satisfy those who howl. If you kill me, you will not save your friends, but doom them. Being cheated of my ghost, they will rend theirs utterly. Where are these two guys again? (laughs) At the
3: end of the speech? Pretty much, yeah. So what's the T L D R
0: Don't kill me, your friends will die. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Why do not you just say that? How are uh, Is this really uh, good are the they ship they that we friends went out to or or in the marshes?
1: Yeah. Do the we Things that you thought were hatched from these black eggs,
2: okay. and they, the, egg, the manifests loyal. of the eggs were bound to this guy. I mean, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm fine just letting them slip out. Here I'm, there, I'm there.
3: very I'm loyal. loyal, I cannot kill my friends. I'm not going to kill our friends, I'm just going to kill this guy. Okay. I'm going to shoot. He explains why killing him would doon your friends. Yes. Yes. cowardly <laughs> impulsive in me. I will Damn try it. to stop you. I suggest that perhaps we just tie up some right. wizard man. I'm loyal too. I'll have to side with you. Perhaps we just tie up said wizard man Mm -hmm. until after midnight and then kill him? Fine. Sounds good. Stuff is sock. Maybe we just take his ghost and give it to the town so they go away? I like that plan.
1: So do you seize the guy? Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be. I mean, he could try to fight you with spells and stuff, but he's not physically not a man. So as you seize him, you see your friend's, like, blood starts appearing on their bandages where they're being rent and torn by the ghostly hounds. Their well, ghosts are fighting the hounds. It makes their bodies bleed. And he bandages them up so they don't die so Their quick.
3: ghosts are fighting the hounds. Yes. Right, so why does touching him make it happen faster? Or is it just coincidence that I was right when we grabbed him? That right? yeah, it just coincidence. Okay, the speed of plot Okay, so we tie him up
0: till after midnight.
2: I guess that's the plan. Okay, stop the seconds now.
0: Okay, he says
1: there's a. You just
3: said there's nothing we could do to help them. No, I said killing me
1: will not save them. Oh, how we we help them? You can travel to a far off land and get black. Drink the sleeping potion and aid them. You can all survive till midnight.
2: I wanna... I
1: I have enough
3: for three more doses. So which one of us stays awake while we knock him out with the other two? I'll stay awake. Okay. So we split the sleeping potion between the three of us. Okay. He stays awake to watch.
1: Alright, so, make it you're like force-feeding force him? It, yes. Force-feeding him a dose? Yep, so hold yep. Give me a strength check. That's going to be too much of a challenge. Ooh, he fights with demonic strength. Motherfucker. Seven.
3: Eleven. Alright. No! 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 no, 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 no,
1: no. Uh, you pry his jaw open and make him take a swallow. Mm-hmm. So yes, you uh, fall asleep. You're just watching this, like yeah. Uh, they every they all just <clears throat> keel over and hit the floor, and you're in kind of like the landscape is the same, but it's all gray and misty and shadowy and. Um, you can see the you're like near the tower and you see the shades of Tamarals and Kurt amidst this pack of hounds and they're fighting them off and trying to run and dodge and everything and there's a couple of like, people in there too the <whistles> Uh <laughs> yeah, go yeah when you appear there the hounds all like Rrr! and you do that And then they just, they come away from Kurtz and Tom Morales and... And the the wizard just takes off running and the hounds go right past and through you and tear him to pieces. So as you're watching this, you just see the wizard getting torn to bloody ragged bits.
0: Okay. That's kind of cool.
1: And then... Midnight comes and you all wake up and Kirk and Morales have some wounds that are already
3: neatly bandaged. Perfect. You're unhurt. Excellent. And Velas is fine. I like the way this ended. This makes me yep. happy. It nice. That's so That's much. I still want to shoot
0: but I'm
1: you can shoot, shoot his corpse. <laughs> What's left of this? Oops, just gonna get my thing. Through. That was like a painfully long monologue. Yes. And, it, and it's also like a problem with a painfully obvious solution. I just love your
0: now, baby. You know Thank you. My love never stops, Thank you. The Geek Actual Play and Community Theater Podcast is brought to you by Baron Von Productions. It. Wrap it up. Thieves of Lankmar and Savage Worlds are both published by Pinnacle Games. For more information, tune in to www.chippewavalleygeek.com Be sure to tune in next time when our lovable band of anti-heroes confront a god unmasked.
2: I don't know if that this was done. good. I was like, "Hi!" <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> like um, he didn't see. Who why was are first. these assholes in my house?
0: <laughs> <laughs> more <laughs> no attention to the
2: man behind the curtain.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, we have more curtains now. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We
2: actually got some fancy sheets too.
3: Yep.
1: You didn't get any curtains though, you just got the sheets. I have the sheets, which are not curtains. Okay.
0: Are they made out of skin? No. What are they made out of? Lace. The curtains? Uh Uh-huh.
1: Oh, they were bed sheets. They're sheets, but they have like a lace border.
0: What are they used to be made of? Flax. (laughs) There was a joke about the curtains that I'm not remembering.
1: You've made a lot of, the curtains in your apartment are all made out of the cloaks of people that you've slain. Okay.
0: There, and now you have things that, that could actually be almost curtain-like. That's less psychotic than my initial thought. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: have to think of something great that isn't game-breaking.
0: So. Uh, I'll get
2: back to us next time.
0: No, I don't know. I want to do it now. Is it possible to break
1: the 7th World's game? If anyone could do it, you guys could.